Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? How'd you guess? Uh, I saw your luggage. And when I noticed the airline ticket, I put two and two together. So where are you headed? Aspen. Mmm, California. Beautiful. Somebody been shot Somebody's been abused Somebody blew up a building Somebody stole a car Somebody got away Somebody didn't get too far Yeah They didn't get too far Grandpappy told my pappy Back in my day, son A man had to answer For the wicked that he done Take all the rope in Texas, find a tall old tree, round up all of them bad boys, hang them high in the street. For all the people to see. That justice is the one thing you should always find. You gotta saddle up your boys, you gotta draw a hard line. When the gun smoke settles, we'll sing a victory tune, and we'll all meet back at the local saloon. We'll raise up our glasses against evil forces singing Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses Hi everybody, this is Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event Opened up with uh, that scene from Dumb and Dumber because I'm going to show you some stuff to show some We got some people on TV, we got some people in the news We got some people in our uh, leadership of our country that are dumb and dumber and even dumberer. But uh, I use that song, uh, uh, Beer for Our Horses, um, as a tribute to uh, Tank, my 220-pound uh, St. Bernard that we lost this week. And I wanted to change the words to uh, burgers for my man, ribeyes for my dog, because uh, Tank, uh, seven and a half years old, um, we, knew he was, we knew he was in his uh, home stretch. And he was like the perfect dog for Don and I. He's just a big, manly bundle of fur and slobber. And he was just, uh, he was an awesome dog. He was our mascot for our family. You know, uh, just big and uh, big and friendly and lovable and, and drooly. And, uh, you know, it was hard. You, if you came to our house, you knew Tank was there because he wouldn't let you not know he was there. And uh, he was the biggest giantest St. Bernard you ever saw. If you were ever up at Mammoth when we were there, he was probably the most photographed dog ever. Um, you know, we, we, uh, our, our place in Mammoth is about a five minute walk to the North village and you should be able to walk the, walk to the North village in five minutes and walk around the North village and even stop for ice cream or a cocktail and get through it in 20 minutes. But for us, it was walk to the village in five minutes and take two hours to get through the, the village. So, cause everybody's can I pet him? Can I take a picture with him? What's his name? How much does he weigh? How old is he? And uh, he was a great dog. And uh, he had some breathing problems this weekend, and um, we weren't expecting it. And it was very hard on Don and I and uh, the rest of the family as well. And I just want to do that tribute to Tank. And uh, everybody who knew him thought he was awesome. And... Uh, 
I'm glad all dogs go to heaven and we'll see you up there, buddy. So anyway, let's get on with the happy stuff and the more exciting stuff. But I, I told my wife we needed to do a, a tribute to him on the radio. So, so there it is. Tank, rest in peace, buddy. We'll see you on the other side. So uh, anyway, you know what? There's just so there's so much dumb stuff going on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with uh, you know let me start with introducing myself. For those of they don't that don't know me, my name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. Uh, if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free. Area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because uh, your your question that you have is different than everybody else's question, and you don't want, you're kind of embarrassed about it. You want to go, let's do it on the internet, or you're just in one of those internet kind of guys. Go to edhoffman.net. On, in, on edhoffman.net, you'll see a logo that says Summit Funny. Click on there. You'll go to a page where you can put in all the information that you want to give me. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from myself or one of my talented teammates. Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, or Brian Goodman. And we'll help you find the missing pieces of your real estate financing puzzle. Whether it is to uh, buy a new house to live in, buy a new investment property, buy a new vacation home. Uh, buy a new house to get your kid off your couch. You know, he's been on the couch since he got out of college. It's been six years. It's about time he finally got a job. Can I get him off my couch and find him a house to live in? All right. So uh, call me. If you want to refinance a house you have or if you want to do one of them reverse mortgage things or get get some information, they sound pretty good, but I think that everybody tells me they're too good to be true, so don't get one. Uh, I think you should get one if you need one. And if you qualify for one, they're awesome. And, uh, there's really, uh, if you, if you're concerned about something about it, then, uh, call me, get more information. They are really cool. Um, so anyway, 855-640-2020 or at Hoffman.net, click on summit funding, uh, the summit funding logo. If you want to hear something uh, repeated also on at Hoffman.net, there's a podcast page. You can click on podcast here. This show as well as several past shows. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for fee free. Have it down, download to your computer, your phone, your iPhone, your droid, your iWatch, your iPad, your i, uh, your, uh, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your, uh, whatever you get your, uh, your, uh, podcast on. I'm sure there's other devices I don't know about. And, uh, and you can listen to it on demand. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman and you can uh, find the show on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And if you have a comment or two on anything I say today, feel free to call the listener hotline and leave a recorded message. That's 855-640-2092. So let's start out today. Let's start out today with talking about the dumbest thing I heard. And I heard it Thursday night, uh, by one Rachel Maddow. And, uh, I don't know how my wife happened to be watching MSNBC, but Don saw this and she goes, is this the stupidest thing you ever saw? And luckily she recorded it. And, uh, and then, then I uh, went back and recorded it later so I could get the whole thing. And, uh, let me, let me, let me play this. Today, the Washington Post was first to report that the president and his family just pocketed a few million dollars from the sale of this property in Beverly Hills, California. Now, it's obviously a very nice place. It's apparently like 5,000 square feet. It's in Beverly Hills, swimming pools, movie stars. 
Um, and then this is an expensive property. President Trump owned in Beverly Hills. Uh, President Trump bought it 12 years ago in 2007 for $7 million. But you know what? Property is often a good investment. That property has gone up in value. Last year, it was assessed by Los Angeles County to have appreciated significantly in value. It appreciated by over a million dollars, right? It was a $7 million purchase when President Trump bought it in 2007, $7 million. Last year, it was assessed at $8.3 million has gone up. Last year, assessed at $8.3 million. Turns out he just sold it for $13.5 million. Hold on a second. That's almost double what he paid for it, and it's a 63% hike over its assessed value from just last year. Why did somebody just radically overpay the president for that property in Los Angeles? The Washington Post even contacted local experts to find out if maybe there was something going on here that made sense in real estate terms that wouldn't make sense to the rest of us just from looking at the basic math. Turns out, nope. The chief executive of a luxury homes real estate agent local to the area tells the Post, quote, seems a little rich, to be perfectly frank, unless there is something spectacular about this house that I am missing. Let me tell you, let me tell you what my opinion is. And I will tell you, I know hundreds of real estate agents and I'll know, and I know about 10 of them that are worth a, worth a hoot. So, uh, and so, cause if there's a luxury, if there's a luxury real estate agent in Beverly Hills that looks at this and does it, can't figure out what happened here, then obviously there's a bunch of idiot real estate agents in Beverly Hills too. And I challenge any one of them to call me and tell me there's something weird happening here. Okay. So let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what I found out. And it took me about three minutes on the internet to figure it out. So this property is at 809 North Cannon in Beverly Hills. When, when, when Trump bought it in 2007, the current uh, assessment at the county was 500,000, but he paid 7 million for it. The next, the following, the following assessment went to 6.8 million. So maybe he didn't pay 7 million because it says price unconfirmed. So apparently they don't want everybody being complete public records. I'm sure that it's, I'm sure I could have dug, dug a little further, but I spent three minutes on this. So, but the following year it, it assessed property assessed by the county record by the county assessor's office at 6.8 million. If you look year by year now, the county only reassesses property when it changes title. So somebody bought that thing it was built in the 1920s. So somebody bought it sometime for four or 500,000, or maybe, maybe that's where it went from the twenties up until proposition 13 passed in the seventies and it stopped being reassessed. And by the time it, it sold in 2007, it went up to 500,000. Then it got reassessed because it changed title. And from 2007 till 2019, it never changed title again. So there's a certain amount it can go up each year. And in fact, in 2010 or 11, somebody filed a, a reassessment because the price had gone down as properties in California did and all over the country and actually went down a little bit. And then it came back up, came back up, came back up. The assessment at the time that he sold it was 8.3 million. That has not a damn thing to do with what the value of the property was. Not one little thing. So while Rachel Maddow goes on TV and tries to, to tell you stupid people out there that president Trump ripped somebody off, he's playing some funny games out there. That's because 
she's dumb and the people that watch MSNBC are dumber. You know what? Keep your eyes open. Keep your your mind open. They will do anything they can about to to deceive you about every little thing that Trump does to make you think he's doing something weird. The fact is, Trump is just smarter than they are. And I'm not saying he's smarter than everybody. He's just smarter than they are. Because I figured it out. I mean, I flipped houses. We bought a house in Palm Springs for 381000 two months ago. For some reason, the house two doors down sold for five ten three months earlier. And I said, hmm, why is that? Well, apparently, uh, when I looked at the house, it looked like a pretty nice house. Not much to do. I would have, if I was going to rent it, I would have put carpet and paint and uh, some new appliances and would have stuck a render in there. There's not, nothing wrong with it. Clean it up. It was really not in bad shape. But apparently, it wasn't, hadn't been remodeled specifically for a specific lifestyle that lives in Palm Springs. And so uh, we met with a realtor who is of that lifestyle and said, what would you do here? Hey, we opened up the kitchen. We put uh, shiny white cabinets in it with shiny white granite countertops. And we put some uh, stand-up shower with some uh, shiny shiny tile in it. And we put white tile all over the place. We didn't put any color in anything. It is absolutely nothing I would want. But we listed it for five forty nine. Hasn't sold yet. But it's been back on the market for about ten days. So um will it sell for five forty nine? I'm gonna be happy if it sells for five twenty nine, probably. But uh because we made a a bunch of money on it. But you know what? That's how capitalism works. We bought a product as is, we created a different product out of it and 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 remarketed it as a whole different product. That's called thinking. That's called innovation. That's called using your brain. Oh, wait, you got to have a, a college degree for that to know how to make money in this country. You don't. You got to have a brain. You got to have an imagination. Anyway, keep your eyes open. Keep this conversation going because I know some smart kids that don't understand this stuff because they don't pay attention, they don't have this conversation. And they don't, and you know, it, hey, they listen to, to Rachel Maddow. They listen to Don Lamont. Listen to all these morons on TV. Well, you know, Fox News is for, uh, is for uh, people that are, are racist and, uh, and Trump lovers. And I just think Trump's, Trump's uh, just, uh, uh, he just appalls me. Well, guess what? It's because he's smarter than politicians. He's not a politician. He's making some brash moves that make sense. Okay, so let's talk about some some of the stuff that's going on. It's been a week since the U.S.-Mexican government arrived at an agreement to address the flow of migration through Mexico to our border. Now, remember, Trump said, build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. Stop the, the illegal immigration. But the Democrats want to get in his way no matter what he's trying to do. So he said, hey, no problem. We're just going to add add uh, tariffs to everything coming from Mexico. So if they if the Mexicans don't uh, get involved and stop the stop the illegal immigration, so the the Mexican government say, hey, wait, 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 let's let's talk, let's talk. So uh, it resulted in uh, President Trump backing down from his tariff threat. The enforcement measures Mexico has promised to include has promised include the deployment of six thousand Mexican National Guard troops to to the Guatemalan border. Well, I thought they were protecting the the southern border of Mexico with Guatemala, but apparently. Not, not like they should have. Uh, thousands of additional migrant arrests per week. 
accepting the busloads of Central American migrants who are turned away from the U.S. border daily. So apparently we, we load up the, the Central American people trying to sneak into our country. We stick them on buses, but then Mexico turns them down. Says, nope, you're not coming through here. So now they're going to accept those. Except, accepting more expansive measures in Mexico if the initial efforts don't, don't deliver quick results within 45 days. In the recent weeks, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has sent roughly 250 migrants per day back to Mexico. Under the New Deal, they said to expect an increase to a rate of 1,000 per day. All these efforts combined would probably stop nearly half of the Central American migrants headed north. Half? Is that all? Only half? Half is better than none. But still... Uh, even the Mexican government described the plan as the first time in recent history that Mexico has decided to take operational control of its southern border as a priority. And yet liberals are pretending this agreement is nothing to get excited about. I think the president has completely overblown what he purports to have achieved. I continue to think that foreign leaders must look at this presidency in the way we used to look at particularly unstable regimes. It's a pattern we've seen repeatedly with this president. Um, he, he sort of creates a crisis, um, has some sort of a fairly general resolution to it that's lacking any details, uh, and then declares victory. Yeah, he just invented it. We've seen the we've seen the 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 video of of migrants coming over. We've seen it. We've seen the the people at the detention centers. We've built bigger detention centers and they're overflowing. We've seen them put them on buses to move them to other places because there's no room to put them. But you know, uh, Trump is just inventing this stuff, and then he then he tries to say he fixes it, and then you know what? People aren't paying attention. Don't know what's going on. Those are the people that'll vote for uh, for Beto O'Rourke or or uh, or Joe Biden or some other moron. Trump is Trump is making a big difference in this country, and we need to make sure that that we uh, help inform the uninformed, which is mostly everybody in California. Uh, meanwhile, Americans are making it clear that they want the border so much they're willing to fund it themselves. A GoFundMe campaign called We Build the Wall has raised over $23 million by asking Americans to pitch in $80 bucks a piece. I personally gave $200. Um, I think now that I've seen, seen what I'm about to tell you about, I guess I'll send in some more money. We Build the Wall has found, as was founded by a triple amputee Air Force veteran, Brian Colfage. Uh, a half-mile stretch near the New Mexico-Texas state line near El Paso um, gap where the Army Air, Army Corps of Engineers was unable to build the government-funded wall uh, was built in 21 days at a cost of $7 million by Fisher Industries, a North Dakota-based con- uh, company. Now, I heard uh, them interviewing Brian on the, uh, on the radio the other day, and uh, apparently the Army Corps of Engineers said it couldn't be built because of the grade on this. It's like a 30% grade on this, this area. And uh, they said if it if they could, it would take two to three years, and it would cost at a cost for the government twenty to thirty million. Fisher Industries, uh, at the with all these uh, private investments, built this built this half mile stretch, twenty one days, seven million dollars. Everything we ask the government to do takes three times as long. Well, in this case, probably uh, sixty times as long, and it costs. You know, a hundred times as much. The project's foreman, known as uh, on social media as Foreman Mike, gave this update update earlier in the week. Foreman Mike here with We Build the Wall. Got a special urgent request from Brian Colfash for all of our donors. We're putting in a special 50-foot pole right down here at the edge of the Rio Grande, the great state of Texas. 
That pole's gonna have four fiber optic cameras on it. You'll be able to view 24 hours a day. The deplorable way, as we call it, the speedway, the upper section of the border with one camera. All the cartel activity going over and viewing Juarez with the second camera. The third camera, you'll be able to monitor all gate activity. And the fourth camera, you'll be able to see anybody trying to come across the Rio Grande, which happens every day, which happens every day. You'll be available 24 hours a day. We're putting in the fiber optics now. We hopefully will have it installed within the next week and a half. Or on our website, webuildthewall.us. Yeah, please go to webuildthewall.us for donations and also to log on to the cameras. They should be up, like I said, in a week and a half. Thank you. Hey, you know what? Uh, taxes are are uh, are involuntary donations. If you want your taxes to go to this, but you don't want your taxes to go up, hey, go to that GoFundMe page, webuildthewall.us. So anyway, there's a, there was another uh, update that uh, Foreman Mike did that I found very, very enjoyable. Good morning from Sunland Park, New Mexico. Foreman Mike here with We Build the Wall. Tommy Fisher at Fisher Industries. Stanley Job and Job Concrete. From last night, we came up another 168 feet. You can see the wet concrete. We finished at 11.30 last night. Reset the four 349 CAT excavators with five panels each. We are 39 feet from completion of the first half mile of the wall, going up to 31% grade. You can see all the men are doing a great, efficient job. The manpower and dedication of Fisher and Joe, uh, it's, it's just unsurpassable. We're working 24 hours a day around the clock. The chess match of moving men, machinery, concrete, and trucks up severe slopes has been very safe and very efficient. We're 39 feet away, and we expect to be here by 2 o'clock today. And not one mishap all week. We have had zero mishaps. Our safety has been exemplary. Three safety meetings per day. The crews are not overworked, uh, but we can't stop of this dedication and patriotism of these American workers is fantastic. We've got caterpillars out here, Max, Peterbilt, Kenworth, Every kind of American-made equipment you can possibly have. American-made steel, American-made concrete. I cannot say enough about the labor from Fisher Industries and Joe. These people are absolutely phenomenal, extremely efficient. That video makes me feel proud to be American. You know what? You listen to Nancy Pelosi and uh, Chuck Schumer and all those other losers that are running for president. That you know what does that make you feel proud to be a president, to, proud to be American? You know what you could say you could say what you want about Trump about hey he's got to tweet this and got to tweet that, but you know what do you feel do you feel proud to be American when you hear strength, or do you feel or do you feel proud to be American when you hear, well you know we should be proud of all these dreamers coming over here illegally and we're gonna let them stay here if they just complete some free college. You know what listening to that old bag Nancy Pelosi. You know what? This is the kind of stuff that fires me up about America. You know, and I and I read read some of this stuff. The concrete, the steel, the concrete goes down eight feet below the below the below the 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 grade. So not only do these do these uh do these steel steel walls go 
I don't know how, how tall are they? 20 feet, 25 feet, 30 feet, however tall they are. And then they go, the steel goes 10 feet into the, 10 feet into the ground and the concrete goes eight feet into the ground. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful folks. It's beautiful folks. This thing can get built. It can be built a lot cheaper. And it reminds me, if you haven't read the art of the deal, reminds me of how Trump fixed the problem in the, uh, what's the first chapter of, of, uh, the art of the deal, how he fixed the uh, ice skating rink in, uh, in central park. All it takes a little brain, a little imagination and things can get done a lot quicker than government does it. And that's why we have someone who's not a, not a politician in the white house. God bless America. Hey, I'm all out of time for part one. Stay tuned for five minutes of uh, traffic, weather, sports, and commercials, and I'll be back with more of this. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about uh, finance and real estate and stuff on the on the show because it's I don't know. Maybe you guys don't. If you're not in the in the market for it, doesn't seem so exciting on the radio. But uh, if you are in the market and you hear somebody that thinks like you, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. And uh, one last time, toll free area code eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. If you don't want to talk on the phone, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the summit funding uh, logo. You get all, and we can get we can we can get together uh, electronically. Uh, regarding your mortgage, um, if you hear something you want uh, that you if you hear something you want to comment on, the listener hotline to make comments is eight five five six four zero twenty ninety two. I'll try to remind you right at the end of the show, in case I rally you up by then. So uh, we're talking about uh, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. We're talking about how the how the walls going up with private money uh, when the when the government when the courts are trying to stop trump from doing it hey you know that they're not stopping trump they're stopping america from protecting its from protecting its own don't uh don't uh don't leave trump out there by himself because trump is there just he's just our our leader out there he's he's leading the he's leading the 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 march to uh, make america great again we want america to be great again and he's just the only one out there that's got the guts to lead it and let's support him Let's support him out there. So uh, anyway, if you didn't hear the first part, go back and listen to it on uh, edhoffman.net podcast page and then go to uh, uh, webuildthewall.us and donate some more money. So anyway, uh, the Democrats uh, will not stop pushing to do a do-over of the Mueller investigation until the president is impeached. And that seems to be all they all they're talking about. There's nothing else to talk about. Democrats don't have any ideas. They don't have anything going for them. They don't have. There's just nothing to do. They don't have anything to. They don't have anything to accomplish because they, you know, Trump is pushing pushing towards just about everything that's positive, and uh, so they don't have anything else to do except for uh, try to try to make him look bad. Um, this week they pulled the the most out of touch stunt. To date, calling an elderly aide of Richard Nixon. Remember Richard Nixon? Let's see. Was that 56 years ago? No, that was 46 years ago when he 46, he he uh, resigned in 73. 73, that'd be 46 years ago when he resigned. So if you're not, if you're not at least 50, you don't remember it. I'm 57. I remember watching uh watching the Watergate hearings when I was home with an earache 
from uh, like fifth grade or something. Um, I don't remember the details. I remember a lot about it, but I don't remember all of it because I wasn't really involved in politics back then. I remember what hearing hearing everybody talked about. Um, so they pulled they pulled a, an aide of Richard Nixon to testify in front of the House Judiciary Committee hearing. John Dean played a key role. Uh, leading to the resignation of President Richard Nixon 46 years ago, an event only Americans over 50 remember. Hey, I already said that. So, uh, but remember, you know, people talk about, hey, hey, you know, we forced, uh, you know, Nixon was forced to resign, and Clinton, we couldn't get him to, to, we couldn't get him out when we impeached Clinton. Okay, remember, Nixon voluntarily resigned. He never got impeached. He was gonna get impeached for Trump for the cover up. Of the Watergate, uh, uh, the Watergate where they 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 taped the they they uh, what's the word? They bugged the Watergate uh, Watergate Hotel and were spying on the on the Democrats. And then he tried to cover it up, and it was the cover up he was getting in trouble for. And he knew he was busted. And rather than than put the country through an impeachment, he resigned. He voluntarily resigned. Clinton got impeached. He, he was not going to resign. And by the time he got impeached and it was done, it was only a year left of his, of his, a year or less left of his, uh, of his term. And the Republicans decided not to remove him from office. They decided to vote against removing him from office because they knew if he, if they removed him from office, Gore would become president and then Gore would be running for election as an incumbent. So they opted, eh, let's leave him in there. Let's leave him in there. He's, he's been disgraced enough, disgraced enough. He's not going to, he's not going to get out of control. We're going to keep him under control and let's, let's run without an incumbent president in there. And that was their choice. So when you hear stuff, well, Hey, Nixon was forced out and Clinton, we couldn't get him out. That wasn't how it went down at all. So, uh, so more recently the, the, the 80 year, 80 year old Dean has worked as a paid CNN contributor saying things like this. If I had to channel a little of Richard Nixon, I think he'd tell this president he's going too far. This is the sort of stuff of a banana republic. This is what an autocrat does. Do you think, though, that this is proving that he is unhinged, concerns about that or reports about that? He certainly acts unhinged. He's thinking like uh, Putin would think. What I think we're witnessing is a very public obstruction of justice. Uh, He, as I see it, has already exceeded everything that Nixon did. You're saying, in your opinion, Donald Trump uh, is has gone farther than Richard Nixon did to obstruct justice. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think Trump is Nixon on steroids and stilts. Nixon on steroids and stilt. How so? What crime was committed? He's obstructing justice towards the commitment of a crime. But what crime got committed? Uh, I think the only crime that got committed, because remember Nixon, Nixon was, uh, was his, the Nixon administration was uh, spying on the Democrats and they were uh, illegally bugging them. I think the only ones who were illegally spying was the Obama administration was spying on the Trump admi- the Trump campaign. Wasn't even the Trump administration. I think Obama's the only one who broke the law and they're saying that Trump was obstructing justice. He never did anything. 
I don't know. I have to I have to wonder what John Dean's motives are. Well, he does work for CNN now. And, you know, he was a Republican, but he was the only Republican that he was the only one that actually served jail time for Watergate. So maybe he's a little, you know, they say uh, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Maybe there is no fury like a man scorned either. So maybe he's just mad at the Republican Party and he's getting he's getting his uh his 15 minutes of fame. Uh, I don't know. And on Monday, he delivered this written testimony, Lessons from the Mueller Report. The last time I appeared before your committee was July 11, 1974, during the impeachment inquiry of Richard Nixon. Clearly, I'm not here today as a fact witness. In many ways, the Mueller Report is to President Trump what the so-called Watergate roadmap was to President Richard Nixon. Stated a little differently, Special Counsel Mueller has provided this committee with a roadmap. So it's a roadmap. Hmm. What's it a roadmap to? Um, well, you know, it, uh, we couldn't establish any guilt, but we also didn't establish any innocence either. We can't say for sure he, he didn't do anything. We talked about that last week and the week before, how stupid that is. And but the but the Democrats are smart. You know what? Look, he's telling us to impeach. Just think about that for a second. Let's have let's have a moment of silence to think about what that means. You know what? Hey, you know what? I can't I can't prove he didn't do anything either. All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that wasted airtime. All right, so uh, during the hearing, uh, Republican uh, Doug Collins, who seems to be the next Trey Gowdy or Jim Jordan, he seems to be pretty outspoken and he seems to be pretty coherent. He is the only one with the courage to say what the president's supporters were thinking. Where we're headed with this is the concern that I have. What does this committee have that Robert Mueller didn't have? This committee does have a role, and it is adding something that the special counsel could not, and that's public education. This report has not been widely read in the United States. It's not even been widely read in the Congress from some of my conversations. But I think it's a very important function that the committee is serving by bringing these matters to public attention. Why hasn't it been widely read in the Congress? I mean, those guys don't have any jobs except for to govern. And they're not doing anything except for trying to impeach the president. So since they're not doing anything, we pay them like $173,000 a year each. What the hell do they do? And, I mean, does anybody want that job? You don't have to do anything. You know, you're you're trying to impeach the president based on the roadmap that Mueller put out there. We spent $35 million to develop this roadmap, and nobody's read it. They just They're just going to impeach him based on it. Well, what are you impeaching him based on? I, I don't know what Mueller said. Well, what did Mueller say? I don't know what Nadler said he said. I don't know. I'm going to go get a drink. President, President Trump was asked about it while he was campaigning in Iowa. What the Democrats are trying to do, because they know they're going to lose the election, so they're going to give this a shot. Every day they're going to be going... Uh, more and more after after we have people that are totally out of control the Mueller report spoke they were very disappointed it said no collusion and no obstruction and no nothing so now they're trying to do a do-over or a redo and we're not doing that you know think about this just think think about this and everything else I say today and everything I say every week 
just think about it. If you're a Democrat, don't think about, hey, Ed's calling me stupid. Just say, hey, the people that you believe what they say, does it make sense? Does it make common sense to you? If you were in there and they were saying these things about you, would you feel like you were being accused without without evidence? Does it make any sense to you if they were say if they were saying that about your husband or your wife, would you defend them? What if they said that about one of your kids? Would you, you know, if hey, you know what they're saying that he obstructed justice. Just look at what what they have on Trump and pretend that was your son. Or pretend that was your dad if you're if you're a millennial. Pretend that was your dad and say, "Man, my dad's a criminal." Or Oh, what did he do? Just think about it. Don't take it. Don't don't take me at face value any more than you would take uh, Fox News at face value. Any more than you would take uh, Rachel Maddow or Don Lemon at face value. Just think. Use your own logically thinking brain. That's all I'm asking. If you're a Democrat, I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling the people that you listen to stupid. And asking you to start using your brain. All right. Let's go on to the next thing. Speaking of Iowa, many of the 20-plus Democrat candidates, 20-plus, that would be 23, 23 Democrat candidates started campaigning there this week because, you know, Iowa is the first state that caucuses. They don't vote. They don't have a, they don't have elections. They have caucus where they, they get together and they have little uh, – they get in little groups and how many people want this candidate? How many people want then they get little groups and they get little uh cheerleader going and it's a little it's a little uh it's a little uh, uh tribal thing they get going in Iowa. A couple other states I think do that as well. Uh, maybe Maine or Alaska or something. Where people that uh I don't know, where they wear flannel shirts, I guess. Um, more than, more than, uh, ties. Uh, so, uh, so they, so they, so 23, so 23 candidates went there. Uh, the supposed Democrat front runner was the last to show up, Joe Biden. Um, probably cause he forgot what time it started. Um, he missed, he missed many of the events. Candidates spoke at the, spoke, spoke at to attend his granddaughter's graduation. I bet you he was late for that too, which left the door open for Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren to take shots at him. I understand that there are some well-intentioned Democrats and candidates who believe that the best way forward is a middle ground strategy. It is a failed political strategy that I fear could end up with the re-election of Donald Trump. I'm not spending my time with high dollar donors and with corporate lobbyists. I'm spending my time with you. You should spend your time doing something productive because none of you guys are going to beat Trump. Um, and if you do, why why would we want you? You're just going to destroy this country. Um, and then then we can all then the whole country can be California, like uh, Gavin Newsom is destroying California. So uh, so then when Biden finally showed up, it was clear he thinks the nomination is all his because. Even though we are aware, he's a, we're aware there's 22 other Democrats running against him that he has to get past them before he gets to go against Trump. All he chose to attack was Trump. Donald Trump and I are both in town today, but I hope uh, Trump's presence uh, here is maybe a clarifying moment for us all. If he's in the White House for eight years, he's going to forever change and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. I, I, no, I, 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 I really mean it. 
This is beyond the issues. I believe that Trump poses a fundamental threat to America. Yeah, he's going to change the character of this country. I think somebody needs to change the character of this country because this country used to have character and it's lacking right now. It's lacking. We're going down the wrong. Let's say we've been going down the wrong, the wrong, uh, the wrong road, the wrong direction. And uh, quite frankly, as a believer, I think God's not happy with the way things are going as we push God out of our, out of our, out of our country. I think it's. Uh, and I, you know, what did he do last time? He wasn't happy with us. I think there was something like uh, forty days and forty nights of rain, and uh, you know, Noah and a and an ark. Um, not saying that could happen, but we're going down the wrong road. And I think, uh, Trump is trying to push us back, back in the right, right direction. Um, the president who was also, uh, in Iowa reacted to, uh, reacted to Biden with this. He makes his stance in Iowa once every two weeks. And then he mentions my name 74 times in one speech. I don't know. That reminds me of Crooked Hillary. She did the same thing. And then when it came time to vote, they all said, you know, she doesn't like Trump very much, but what else does she stand for? Same thing's happening with Sleepy Joe. He's a sleepy guy. Yeah, so, uh, you know, that's that's so appalling. It's so It's so embarrassing that our president of the United States says things like that about people. So, I don't care. If that's the worst thing, is that's the worst thing we have to worry about? But he's, uh, but he's, he's sealing the border, and he's being, he's, you know, we don't have, we don't have other things going on in this country. Um, you know, one of the one of the most interesting things said on the campaign trail this week uh, was by Biden, who followed up his best friends day tweet to Obama, which uh, will nauseate you. Um, let me see here. Joe Biden tweeted out. A picture of uh, two friendship bracelets. One says Joe. One says Barack. Are these guys joining the LGBT uh, community here? Had the happy face and a little ice cream cone on it and star and a flower. Happy best friends day to my friend at Barack Obama. Oh, geez. Is that is that presidential? Is that? Okay, whatever. Whatever. I would have been more impressed if he sent it to his wife. Um... So he sent his 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 best friends day tweet to Obama and uh with his his dubious memory altered claim. So he followed it up with his memory altered claim about his their administration. Now he's most proud of for eight years there wasn't one single hint of a scandal or a lie. Not one single hint of a scandal. Hmm. I don't remember any. I don't remember the IRS, uh, you know, discriminating against conservative groups so they couldn't get their uh, their five hundred one c threes out there. You know, if you had conservative or or constitution or anything in your in your five hundred one c three name, you just got pushed aside so you couldn't get approved. Uh, you know, in time for the reelection campaign. I don't remember the Fast and Furious where they could where they got all these guns over the Mexican border and they they lost track of them. And uh, one of our uh, border patrol guys got shot and killed. Uh, uh, John Terry, I think his name was. Uh, he got killed. I don't remember Benghazi. I don't remember four guys dying in Benghazi. I don't remember this uh, terror attack on 9-11, 2012. I don't remember that being a scandal. I don't remember where was Barack Obama that night. 
um, because we see everybody watching the videos and Barack Obama's not in the room. We know that uh, we know that Hillary Clinton was requested security at the consulate in uh, in uh, in in uh, Benghazi, uh, and but for some reason they never sent any they never sent any security there. And when we they called for help, we never sent any planes. And when uh, and when they and they went on TV and him and Hillary Clinton and uh, Susan Rice all lied on TV about it being a spontaneous attack uh, over a YouTube video when they knew damn well it was a terror attack planned. I don't know. We don't. I don't remember anything about an open mic where he's talking to the uh, president of of uh, some uh, Medyev uh, guy that was uh, the, I guess Putin was the president and then Medyev went and then Putin got reelected. And uh, I don't remember him whispering into Medyev's ear, ear saying, oh, you know, after the election, I'll be, I'll have more, uh, I'll be able to be uh, more flexible about what, I, what we deal with this. I don't remember that. No, hey, I don't remember any, I don't remember Obamacare. Hey, if you want your, if you want to like your doctor, you can keep it. If you like your health plan, you can keep it. That that scam they pulled over the American the American public. I don't remember about them bugging James Rosen, uh, the the uh, uh, journalist at Fox News, the, uh, bugging his cell phone. Um, I don't. You know, we we don't even imagine the spying on the Trump campaign that everybody's talking about in the Mueller report that now Attorney General's uh, Bill Barr is investigating. All that happened during the Obama administration. And I think someone's going to have to belly up to the bar and be uh, responsible for it. I don't remember the Hillary Clinton private server that I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Obama didn't know about it, but Obama was was uh, emailing her back and forth on it. Um, I don't remember all those journalists and all those workers in uh, in the Middle East getting their heads cut off by terrorists while uh, Barack Obama didn't do anything about it. You know, hey, he, he pulled off the golf course one day. To make a statement about how uh, I think it was, uh, um, I forget the guy's first name, but his last name is Berg, and he got his his head cut off in front of the cameras and posted on YouTube, and uh, Barack Obama stopped from uh, golfing with his uh, with his Hollywood friends, pulled off, made a little speech. Oh, we're sorry to hear about that. Okay, I got to get back on the course. You know, we don't we none of that stuff. We don't remember about the uh, the gazillion and a half dollars in cash that uh that Barack Obama uh, sent over with five known terrorists that he pulled out of Guantanamo Bay and traded for a for a Bo Bergdahl a deserter from Afghanistan he gave him back five five high uh, high value uh uh, uh, uh al-Qaeda fighters that went all back into the battlefield and he gave him a pallet full of cash that he didn't tell anybody about not one little scandal, not even a hint of one. I don't know. Anyway, this just in, President Trump is running for re-election. You already knew that. But uh, the left is acting like it's a crime for the White House to have any involvement in the president's re-election campaign. It started Thursday morning with the uh, president's interview on Good Morning America with George Stepp all over us. Your campaign this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on an opponent, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway, we have information on your opponent. 
Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. Do you want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. If I thought there was something wrong, I'd go maybe to the FBI if I thought there was something wrong. But when somebody comes up with oppo research, right, they come up with oppo research. Oh, let's call the FBI. The FBI doesn't have enough agents to take care of it. But you go and talk honestly to congressmen. They all do it. They always have. And that's the way it is. It's called oppo research. That's how things really are. Here's how Pelosi rea- Nancy Pelosi reacted. The president gave us once again evidence that he does not know right from wrong. It's a very sad thing for the president to be so cavalier, to disregard, to be indifferent to law and any sense of ethics about who we are as a country to say he would invite foreign intervention further. The uh, intelligence community with uh, great confidence has put forth that the Russians interfered, interfered in our election. That's an assault on our democracy. Somehow I didn't hear him say that he would invite foreign intervention. Didn't hear that at all. One little bit. Here's what Ch- here's that. Chuck Schumer wins the Oscar for his monologue on the Senate floor. To say that it is okay to interfere, that we shouldn't have any law enforcement, that we should have no knowledge, is to encourage Russia, China, North Korea, Iran to interfere in our elections with no recourse. Shame. 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 Shame on you if you're stupid enough to believe any of this stuff. Um, you know what? Just wake up, America. Wake up, America. Don't buy this stuff. Hey, I got uh, 30 seconds left. Uh, Sarah Sanders resigned uh, Resigned from uh, being the the uh, spe- the press secretary of the White House. Um, I won't play her, uh, her little clip here, um, but I just wondered what her uh, plan is. She, Sarah Sanders was awesome. She's a, a trooper, a... Uh, She's awesome. Uh, I bet you she's going to run for governor of Arkansas. Um, That's just my prediction. Anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to The Main Event, and I will be back again with you next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity.